All right. Well, we said that we might be back if uh, Jeremy Carlton got fired a little bit early. And we are back, but Jeremy Carlton was not the one who was fired. Uh, I'm sure almost every, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably already know, but the other shoe dropped on the uh, investigation into the, um, I guess you could call it the Brad Aldrich affair. I don't know what to call it, but. Yeah, I mean, again, I think everybody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. But obviously uh, the result of the independent uh, investigation were announced and everybody's been fired that was still with the organization that had anything to do with the incident, including Stan Bowman. So I guess I'll just ask you, I mean, I think we are both in agreement. Once this came out, they had to go. But yeah. what, what do you think of all this? You know, the, the most surprising thing to me, honestly, was that there was absolutely nothing surprising in the document. Um, I, I think when we first initially talked about this back in, what was it, March, when mm-hmm. the lawsuits were first announced, and it was around that time um, where McDonough and Blunk left the organization. And I think even at that point, both you and I both kind of made that connection that, mm-hmm. um, that it, it smelled of something that McDonough had um, I guess cover up would be the best mm-hmm. sort of, or handled, you know, you can't see my air quotes, whatever. Yes. Um, and didn't inform the Wurtzes. Mm-hmm. And once the Wurtzes were made aware of the incident um, via a lawsuit, uh, McDonough was quickly relieved of duty. Mm-hmm. And Peter Wurtz um, became more heavily involved in the organization. Yes. And it was, you know, it was just like it came out of nowhere, the firing. There was I like, mean, you know, the, well, the team, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the team's fortunes were turning. I don't yeah. want to say nowhere, but yeah, but yeah, it it it, it all lined up. It made sense. Um, it didn't take any great leaps to connect the two. Um, and you know, even at that point, I think we speculated that okay, this seems like a legitimate complaint. It seems like a lot of people were in, uh, in the know at the time. Um, I think at the time, uh, they had talked about, it was just McDonough Bowman, um, the one trainer mm-hmm. and one other person in the meeting. But now we found out that there were a couple of other people involved, including Gwenville. Yes. Um, and yeah. And I think we, at the time we said, Hey, you know, Anybody who was involved in that meeting and did nothing should absolutely be let go. Yes. All of them have now been relieved of duties or have moved on to other places Mm -hmm. where um, I think there's a legitimate chance that uh, Shovel Day and Quenville, Mm -hmm. um, I think those are the only two. Uh, The the one person who seems to have escaped all of that, escaped, whatever you want to say, is uh, Bergevin, Mm -hmm. uh, who is currently the GM in, in. Montreal. Yes. And he had come out. A I guess while he was ago. not at 
he was not at the meeting right in the report yeah and he had come out a while ago and said yeah i had no idea mm-hmm. and a lot of people were like eh, that doesn't you know it seems a little uh suspect but uh um at least from this report uh, i don't see bergevin's name mentioned at all mm-hmm. um so he does at least seem to be in in the clear a little bit um but shovel day off uh who's currently with the jets um mm-hmm. he i believe also came out and said that you know, he made some statement a while back that, you know, he wasn't aware or something like that. Mm-hmm. That and does obviously, not seem to be the case. And obviously we talked about um, at the time, not not at the time, but as this developed that Quinville denied all knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we both talked about at the time that that seemed like a stretch, but we didn't know. Right. The one caveat I think I attached to it at the time was... I thought, well, there's at least a possibility that McDonough didn't inform him mm-hmm. during the playoffs because you know they want to distract. Yeah, and he had such an iron grip on right. Everything, but but I also said I think, well, okay, maybe they could silo that during the actual playoffs. But once once the season was over and Aldrich was let go and everything, I it, it seemed ridiculous to me that that the information wouldn't have gotten to Quenville eventually, yes. but it does seem like Quenville was made aware of things right mm-hmm. from the get-go. <laughs> yes. And we have this report, you know, we don't know exactly who it seems kind of obvious from, from, you know, the, how Bowman was let go that he must've cooperated and provided a lot of the details, but I don't know if that's a, yeah, that that certainly seems to be the case to me. I, I have not read the entire document at this point. I've basically skimmed through all of it and read some of the important um, uh, passages from it, um, that sort of thing. Uh, but at least from what I can see, uh, I guess you could say to Bowman's credit, he seems to be the person who it's been at least providing the most information. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't <laughs> absolve, him. <laughs> absolve him of any of the wrongdoing from the time I, that, yeah. I, and he did himself no, no. Um, favors with his statement that he released earlier today. Yeah, it was well. basically, uh, for those He's, of you who didn't read it, was to summarize it was basically, I was just following orders. Right. And I thought my superiors would handle it. Yeah. It's not Which good. I thought that was just pathetic. So I, yeah, that, uh, that was uh, very disappointing to see. Um, and I guess in regards to Bowman, you know, not only has he been let go by the Blackhawks, I guess it should be noted that he also stepped down as far as Team mm-hmm. USA goes. Yes. Um, but again, that shouldn't be unexpected. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, I, I guess just kind of circling back around. Um, yeah. Um, I think most of the stuff that we speculated and inferred at the time basically seems like the exact scenario that played out and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, it, 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 it seems like there was a lot of obvious things, um, Mm -hmm. but the due diligence takes time and, you know, you, you wish this sort of thing, Oh, you know, 
once they found out about it, they could have Cleaned you know, done the investigation and, and hopefully have gotten through it a lot quicker. But, you know, I, I do understand that this, it, it does take time to interview. I think it was uh, like 140 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so something like that. Um, yeah. The one thing that uh, is troubling from, um, I guess, in organizational liability standpoint, um, in the actual lawsuits, the Blackhawks um, were making some arguments regarding a statute of limitations mm-hmm. of like when they were made aware of things and blah, blah, blah. And from the little bit I've seen, their timeline that they're stating in those lawsuits compared to the timeline that we're seeing in this do not line up. Yes. And the Blackhawks were made aware of things long before. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, I mean, they were, they mentioned this in their presentation. I don't know if you call it a press conference because there were no questions, but right. when they revealed this, uh, the words were saying that they plan to settle these right. lawsuits. Yeah. So maybe um, they're just giving up on their legal defense. I mean, un- until they're settled, they can't exactly give up on their legal defense, yes, but it, it certainly seems like there's changing strategies now that they've made, been made aware of more facts, I guess. Um, and, um, I, and to me, that was always the most um, the, the, the thing that interested me most in all of this, and I, again, I think when we, we even talked about this on the podcast, when these allegations first came to light, the thing I, I've cared about the most to this whole thing is when did the Wurtzes find mm-hmm. out? Did McDonough yeah. actually inform them at the time or did he find, or did he, he tell them, you know, like later in the summer or did mm-hmm. he just not tell them at all? Yes. And it seems like he did not tell them at all. Well, that's at least what this report has said. Right, right. It, that I mean, that that can't be verified at this point, but at least to the best of our knowledge at this point of what's been made public and what's available in this report, um, the mm-hmm. says were only made aware of it during mm-hmm. or, or, or once the, the lawsuits came about. Yes. So that to me is at least a bit of a sigh of relief. Um, I, I hate to say that I expected this type of behavior from McDonough and, Mm -hmm. um, did not expect that type of behavior from the Wurtzes, Mm -hmm. Um, but, (laughs) uh, yeah, so, well, you know, uh, it's one of those, you know, I don't, I think, you know, you think, I don't know, the NHL do its own investigation now are they gonna take the word i mean they find the black ox two million dollars but yeah i i honestly don't know what else the nhl could accomplish that this already doesn't cover yes. um unless they wanted to force like a, a sale of the team like with the clippers but I don't think that would happen. Like no, I don't think that's the case. I, I mean, at least as in regards to the Clippers situation, um, there was an awful lot of wrongdoing by the owner, not you know, not exactly. by the the owner's employees. 
in this yes. case, it seems like it was the employees and not the yes. ownership. And so that's the one thing to me that's the, that there's a little bit of a saving grace mm-hmm. with this entire crappy situation is mm-hmm. that at least it seems like once the Wurtzes were made aware of things, mm-hmm. they began making taking the steps that yes. were necessary. You know, McDonough was gone, Blunk was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowman, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, I, I wish I could say that they would have just let go of all of them at the time. Well, that you know, probably been the best, but let, let me, um, you know, first of all, we, we're going to separate a couple things, but we say something that because now we're going to talk about where the Blackhawks go from here. So just what happened was horrible and everything. Yeah. And like, you know, now we'll, we might start talking about like college and future and the future of the team that it's not, being we're minimizing the horrible right. stuff that happened, but we just got to move on. Yeah. And, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, um, this isn't the proper place to really talk about the incident yes. itself or any of the details. Uh, I, I think the one unfortunate thing from the report, um, and I have made no effort, so I'm still not aware. Um, but uh, from some things that I've read from other people, it seems like uh, there's some concern that it's like easily identifiable who the player mm-hmm. involved was and that sort of thing. And I just, I, I, I yeah, want to try and respect that player's privacy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, do I don't want to, I don't want to get into that at all. Um, he he's clearly wants to make, uh, re- yes. re- retain his if other, if you want to go to, you can go to a different podcast if you want to. Right. I'm sure other people it. are going to do. Yeah. I, I don't want to have to do anything to do with that. And I don't mm-hmm. want to also, you know, go into any details on it. Um, the no. report itself is quite descriptive mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I just don't want to go into trigger warning uh, territory. Yeah. Um, if anybody's people, so. been through anything. Right. Yeah, we don't want Just, to, we don't want to do that. You're you're free, you're free to to read the report. You'll mm-hmm. get any detail it seems like that you would um yes. want or not want. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I guess at this point now let's just kind of transition over to where do we go from here? Yep. And so obviously, you know, he, I mean, Stan Bowman has left at like a parting gift this giant contract for Seth Jones and just yeah this un you know very garbled rebuilding not rebuilding right and it's just it's gonna be a mess yeah that's there's re- no clear path it seems like for the Blackhawks to kind of right the ship at this point um, Kyle Davidson is being put in the unfortunate situation of being the interim general manager at this mm-hmm. point. He's not a guy that I'm overly familiar with. He's been the assistant GM, I want to say, for a year, yeah. maybe even a little less. Um, you know, he does have a interesting story of, you know, kind of working his way up from a sales internship um, mm-hmm. all the way up to now the general manager of one of the charter franchises in the NHL. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, you know, best of luck to him. Um, he was not somebody that was involved back in 2010. Mm-hmm. I believe at the time he was still working for the AHL affiliate. 
Um, I may be wrong about that, but if he was with the Blackhawks, he wasn't in a position of, uh, of power at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, so that's, it's going to be up to him to decide the team's uh, fate in the short term here. Um, obviously the uh, terrible losing streak that opened the season that we discussed last week has continued um, yes, through, I mean, through two the two games. Yes. Two losses to two not good teams. Right. And two not very close losses either. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the Detroit game in particular um, was very reminiscent of the Colorado game for mm-hmm. Seth Jones. Um, as you mentioned, um, he was pretty terrible in the opening game of the season. Then I felt like the next several games, he was just kind of average. Um, But then he had just a ridiculously awful game Mm -hmm. uh, in Detroit. And, you know, we're seeing some of the flaws that a lot of people um, warned Hawks fans about. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a big guy. Uh, Once he gets moving, he has pretty decent speed. Mm -hmm. He's got a pretty good shot, but he is not the most agile guy in the world. Mm -hmm. His skating is a bit awkward. Um, See him reaching, bending over at his waist a lot. Um, Not great at, uh, well, I shouldn't even say not great. He's not good. (laughs) He's he's bad at uh, denying um, entry into the Blackhawks zone. Mm -hmm. Um, Once once the other team has possession of the puck in the defensive zone, his zone coverage is spotty at times. Uh, he's mm-hmm. certainly not the worst in the world at it, but um, there are some some breakdowns. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a couple of instances um, in like the Detroit game where he just didn't tie up somebody's stick when he needed to, um, the sort of thing that would have drove Coinville insane. Yes. Um, and well, you know, the reason, you know, he got the big money, I mean, if you make the positive case for him, it's supposed to be his offensive skill and puck possession. Yeah. And that has not really developed so far this year. No, he's been taking a lot of risks, um, pushing up the ice, and it's generated some chances here and there, but nothing that has translated really into points, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially at five on five. I believe all but like one or two of his points this year have come uh, via the power play. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess shouldn't be surprising given that the Blackhawks have barely scored five on five this year. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's kind of been out of position at times. Uh, like I said, there, there were several games there after the, the opener where he was fine. Yeah. He was okay. um, yeah. You know, he was, he wasn't a liability, he, but he wasn't making a big difference. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he certainly hasn't been a $9.5 million a year player, which also should be noted because I think people forget that contract does not actually even no. start until next year. He's only making like five and a half million this year, and he's not even worth the five and a half million so yeah. far. So yeah, that's that's obviously the big concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, but, you got the situation where another player who had a pretty decent start to the year, um, Dougie Hamilton, was another yeah. option and. Wouldn't have required the trade. trade. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, the, the contracts for both of these guys were big enough risks um, in and of themselves. Um, But 
you know, the, the Jones portion of it's going to have the, the two first round picks and the former first round pick and Adam Oakwist attached to it. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, it's a difficult, uh, scenario to, uh, to kind of come to, to grips with given, uh, his play and the team's play so far. Yeah. Um, but he's not alone in the new acquisitions playing poorly. Really? I mean, Jake McCabe was a disaster the first three or four games. He's now kind of moved into the, you know, okay. He's been okay. The last couple, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I didn't think he was a liability um, in like the Detroit game mm-hmm. or uh, either of these last two games. I thought he, he you know, he was fine. Um, but also still not worth the $4 million a year mm-hmm. contract so far. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury has been awful. Yeah, I mean, they started uh, Lankinen on Thursday with, yeah, not like back to back or anything. They just right started. Yeah, it. there was certainly an opportunity to use uh, Fleury in that game, but I was pleased <laughs> when they started Lankinen, and um, even though you know Lankinen himself hasn't been great, but um, Fleury's been awful. And uh, that's continued these last couple of games. Uh, I want to say his goals against average is like five or something mm-hmm. like that. And his save percentage is like close to 800. And it's like so, 835 or something. Yeah, like it's, it, it's just ridiculously bad. And I, I mean, the team defense has been, has been poor. So, you know, you got to give him a little bit of slack, but not 835 slack. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, bad defenses, you still expect your goaltenders to stop at least 88 or so percent, um, preferably even 90, especially when, mm-hmm. you know, a guy of, of uh, Fleury's uh, supposed uh, caliber, you know, coming mm-hmm. off of a Vezina. Yes. So, yeah, uh, that's that's all been a disappointment. Um, and then, you know. Well, then the, the other big question, I guess, is with Colleton, like, is yeah, buy him time or I'm I, to me. I think it probably at least buys him this week. I don't. I don't see them. Um, well, you know, throwing for, another. I, mean, I don't see them th- dumping even more of this on the players. At well, this also point. just like the would replace him would be um, Mark Crawford, who is in COVID protocol. Right. So. Yeah, that was the that was the thing I was just about to touch on. Is you know, not only do we have these contract and and the you know the team's record at this point but in the short short term we also have um Taves and Borgstrom and Kane and um uh there's a couple other players too I uh, that I'm drawing a blank on um Stillman and but then yeah also Crawford and uh, Jimmy Waite so yeah they're uh, pretty depleted right now and uh, at this point, you know, it's certainly possible that, you know, an out- the outbreak could even spread further. Mm-hmm. So that's going to put them shorthanded uh, against the Maple Leafs tomorrow night in all likelihood, um, which obviously isn't a great situation given that uh, the team is trying to snap a, a streak of futility where mm-hmm. they did not yet even led in the game. Uh, which is just totally I mean, it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's, it's just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess we will see if Colleton, if the faith in Colleton extended beyond Bowman, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, we just, we don't know. Um, 
it, the reports have always been that the organization, not just Bowman, that the organization believes in Colleton, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if that extends to Davidson or if the words is just step in and say, no, we just, mm-hmm. we need to, you know, a, a clean slate sort of thing. Yes. So we'll see, but I think at least for the short term, um, I think it, it makes sense at least to not throw the players who are going to be dealing with the fallout from, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the firings and uh, stuff today. Um, mm-hmm. Plus being asked questions about, you know, their, what did you their, know? And when, did yeah. You- and their former teammates and, um, but then also having to deal with the COVID stuff. I, to mm-hmm. me, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense to let Colleton go right now. Um, just, you know, even if it's just a week or two weeks or mm-hmm. whatever, um, you know, at this point, uh, I, I, I think they have just as a decent of a chance of turning the season around under Colleton as they would under mm-hmm. Crawford or under well, somebody from the outside. Who knows at this point? I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you can still look back to just last year where they started off terribly under Colleton, mm-hmm. but they ended up turning it around. There's no reason that that couldn't occur mm-hmm. again. Uh, well, but, you know, this is just, I mean, can you think of a more disaster start for any sports team ever for a season? This has just been. No, not, not when you weight the expectations um, plus like the, you know, what you would expect to boost from getting like Taves back and um, just, but then also juxtaposed with, uh, you know, the fact that we did have the, uh, the lawsuits hanging over and we knew that the fallout was eventually going to hit. Um, And so, yeah, to start off so ineptly is certainly um, adds to the disappointment and yeah, it's, uh, there's a, you know, this is one of those things where, hey, maybe this pulls the team together, who knows, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it just blows it up, who knows. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah, I mean, you, things could very easily unravel from here, too. And, you know, I think one of the long term um, consequences of this, you know, we've heard Taves and Kane um, before that, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, none of these guys wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all got no movement clauses. If if this does spiral and will they um, want if, to if, move? Yeah, if the off ice stuff just becomes too much, does it at least open up that potentiality? Um, you know, that's both good and bad for the Blackhawks, because <laughs> um, that I mean that in itself would be a distraction. Yes. Um, if you know that it becomes. Uh, public that you know like one of those guys wants out sort mm-hmm. of thing so yeah it's uh, there's so much so many different ways that it can still go mm-hmm. at this point um i mean we're recording this you know just a few hours after mm-hmm. you know this is well, that's I, yeah public so that's what i was going to ask you do you think quenville and um shovel day off make it a week or do you think they're gone I, i'm at least hopeful that um their teams will put them on indefinite suspension until they have some time to kind of absorb. Um, you know, I mean, like myself, I, I, I haven't read the entire document yet. Um, although I would say by this point, the, their teams and their lawyers and stuff better have done the due diligence to read through everything mm-hmm. and contacted the, um, the independent uh, investigator 
Um, and Bettman did say that he's going to contact both, both guys and, um, you know, that, that, uh, he still hasn't made a decision on that yet. Mm-hmm. So it, I would like to see both teams, um, put them on indefinite suspension at least until they can, mm-hmm. you know, speak with Batman and, you know, see where they go. But yeah. I, honestly, I think they both should be fired. Yes, they should. Um, which I feel a little bit for the Florida Panthers players. Those, uh, yes. You know, those guys have gotten off to a great start and this is the sort of thing that can sink a season for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, so it's unfortunate for them. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. for, you know, obviously all the Blackhawks personnel in the front mm-hmm. office who was not around at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unfortunate for all the Blackhawks players, whether they were here or not, yes, it is. you know, um, cause you know, Taves and Kane and, mm-hmm. and everybody's just going to be, inundated with questions and yes um you know they were they were not party to any of this and uh uh, so that's 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 unfortunate but yeah uh this is certainly the sort of thing that can that can sink a season and uh Mm -hmm. certainly seems to have already had an effect on attendance and um you know the the sellout streak ended Mm -hmm. Um, i think that's one thing we should mention since the last episode is uh, they sold out the home opener, but the the second game, or you know, it was just yeah, the, second, the game. second game. Yeah, was already not sold out, and mm-hmm. I can imagine that's only just going to continue to dip the rest mm-hmm. of the season unless the Blackhawks yes. um, manage some very unexpected turnaround at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the most so, especially with see, the Bulls doing so well. Too. Yeah, yes, but the most curious too is just will fans ever reaction to this? This cover I think they will. Stuff? I think they will. Um, I think there was already. Um, some pushback. Uh, I, I I feel like the fan base was already fed mm-hmm. up with the team, fed up with Bowman, uh, fed up with Colleton before mm-hmm. uh, you know anything even happened this year. Yeah. And I think most people were waiting um, to hear what the results of this investigation were, and the results were not good uh it nope. paints the entire organization in a very very poor light mm-hmm. and i think for a lot of people um it'll either be the last straw or at least um a reason to just kind of step back and mm-hmm. say hey the team's going to be bad anyway or you know yeah. or uh, it's covid i don't you know what what's the point of going to a game if the team's exactly. gonna be bad and they're you know a bunch of morons anyway Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely think it's going to have a, a negative effect on attendance and, um, fan interaction and, um, you know, then now that doesn't mean that it, the, that can't be restored in the years mm-hmm. to come. Um, I mean, obviously, um, you know, this is a team that came out of the freaking dark ages from yes. mid nineties to, you know, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. when Taves and Kane arrived and kind of turned things around. Um, but yeah um yeah you could you couldn't get lower than what the team was back then that's right and you know i I don't foresee the team dipping back into that level of Mm -hmm. futility um or fan apathy Mm -hmm. but um it's we're we're definitely already a long way from the peak um, of the cup years and it's gone a long way down but right and it's just going to continue so yep all right well yeah i mean We'll be back next week at some point. And mm-hmm. Try to see what uh, the fallout is. And yep, I'm um, on Twitter at 
STH85 and Michael. MJ underscore Ernst. And you can uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast on the Apple Podcast app. And yeah, we'll be back. And it's it was it's a rough, tough day. Going to be a tough couple weeks, but the Blackhawks did the right thing. It took too long, but in the end, they did the right thing. <laughs> they did the right thing after doing the disgusting thing for a very long time. So, what was that? Yeah. I don't know if it was Churchill or someone that used to say about America, they do the right thing after trying all the wrong things. So yeah, exactly something sure. like that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Just glad that this has all come out and like i said i there just there really wasn't any surprises in this i i i kind of felt for the longest time that the organization was just very much at fault in all this Mm -hmm. and it they deserve to come up and they're getting it yep and yeah i guess we'll just leave it at that yep